It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jeff Wilson started covering the Texas Rangers in 2008, though he'll never forget 2021. Out on his own, he decided it was time to do a podcast, but his wheels were spinning until a nerd came along. There's no going back now. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. Here's your host, Jeff Wilson, and the recliner nerd himself, John Moore. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. This is episode number 81, and today we're going to have Cody Bradford's going to join us, left-handed pitcher for the Round Rock Express, but first we're going to talk some big league stuff. Look, we're doing this one kind of early. Uh, yeah. the, you know, it, it, it would have been real easy for us to go, hey, let's skip this week. You have something you have to go do. You were traveling. But yeah. but Cody was freed up for us, so we're going to do a quick one turnaround on a Monday after we had already done one Friday. So some of these uh, numbers we go through when we go through all of them. Yeah, but there's always new stuff. There's That's the always thing about new baseball. stuff. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, for instance, uh, Jacob deGrom has thrown again. Yes. And he was... Eh, someone told me today he can't win a Cy Young if he's given up home runs to someone on the Oakland A's. And I was like, do you think that every Cy Young winner ever never gave up a crappy home run to someone on a crappy team? I mean, what's the heck? He, yeah. But, man, he was good. Yeah, you know, he's um, – he. it's just different. You know, I, I it's just different. I, I, I haven't – We ha- the, the Rangers haven't had a pitcher like him. You know, and and um, it's it's – it just looks like it's effortless, but it's like so meticulous in his preparation. You know, he left his start in Kansas City. He felt like he could have probably kept going, but he didn't want to screw up his mechanics. Right. And um and so you can respect that, but it's just it's just so good. And um he you know, he's got a hundred and one whenever he wants it. He you know, he he said something uh, after the start Sunday that his his changeup was really good. And he said, Well, my changeup is good. That means my mechanics are good, so that's kind of a that's kind of an interesting way to to look at things. But uh, as we as we get to know him, but um, you know he he made a bad pitch, and and Shailene Aliers, who was a first round pick, went to Keller High School, went to Baylor, right, ninth or tenth overall pick in the the great 2019 draft, right. Yeah, he's going to hit a home run. That's yeah. fine, you know. And, and Jacob, DeGrom these, these has, are these are professional baseball players. He has given up a home run before. Yeah, and uh, so you know don't. Don't sweat the small stuff. Look at the big picture. One, he Jacob took it Brown, out on the next five batters. Yeah, he's he struck out the next five. <laughs> he is healthy. That was the most important thing going into yes. this, and that's why he only went six innings. He left. He feels great. His next start's going to be against the Yankees, uh, so that'll be interesting. That'll be um, fun. I'm sure that'll be a. I'm going to be out of town. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm going to miss miss the circus that's going to uh, come come to town with that one. But um, it's just. 
like I said, it's just different and it's, it's, it's must, it's must see. It's worth the price of admission. You go to a game, you pay for the ticket, you watch and you just sit there and realize the Rangers haven't had this in a, at least since Nolan Ryan. Right. You know, this, and I this, was style, for this Nolan style of pitching, they've right. had very good pitchers, but right. they haven't had a power guy who can the, just make hitters look foolish. They haven't had a guy. Nolan Ryan was this way. And I was a young man. I wasn't a kid. So I'm not like the kid that watched Nolan Ryan and thought he was great. Yeah. I watched him as an adult. Nolan Ryan, Jacob deGrom is a lot like Nolan Ryan in that I don't care if he walks a batter or not. You don't feel like, oh, crud, someone's on base. Here we go. Something started. He's capable of getting anybody out. Yeah. He's got the the arsenal to do it. As far as the injuries things go, look, you know, he goes that the other day, his wrist is weird. And he said something that was, if you think about it now, was genius. He said, I don't want to throw my mechanics off. I didn't know exactly yeah. what it was. Yeah. And I've said this, and I'll say it again. Even if the wrist wasn't hurt, coming out after 80 pitches in six innings when you've gone up and down six times, you're up by two runs, and you're basically controlling the game against the Oakland A's, that might have still happened even if not for the simple fact that this is not a guy who's thrown 150 innings in the last two years. He's had some injury. And let's be honest, once you get to 150, look, he's he's probably going to pitch 150 at least probably this year or close to that. You don't want this guy wore out by the time that 150 hits, get into a dead arm period or something to that effect. If you can pull him back and go, you know what, we'll just save it for later, why not? I mean, sure. he had gone up and down six. It wasn't the fourth inning yeah. in that yeah. pitch count of 80. They yeah. let him go six innings, and he's like, I've got a bullpen that's ready to go. I've got the guys I want out there. I say go for it. I had no issue. If he had a no-hitter going, of course he's going to stay in there. You know, if it's a one-run game or they're tied – He's probably, if he's cruising after those five strikeouts to what he's doing, yeah, he probably stays in. But you're up by two runs on Oakland. you got a bullpen ready to go. Absolutely. Let's not let's not just throw another 20 pitches sure. to do it. Well, and, and you know, you, you, you mentioned walks. He doesn't walk anybody. No, he doesn't. He's struck out 43 guys this season. <clears throat> he's walked three. Right. Okay. And that's been done six other times in baseball history. And he was the last one to do it. And they've all been done since 2001, which probably speaks to the way uh, baseball is trending as far as offense is concerned. But right. uh, it's it's just he doesn't hurt himself, you no. know, the bat, unless it's a, a hanging pitch. Right. But the 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 guy who was on base <laughs> hit his way onto base, hit a single on a three, right. on a, yeah. on a three one pitch. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you're not going to go walk, strike out, walk. Free run homer. You no. know, it, it, he, he is not, he does no. not hurt himself. And that's the thing that amazes everybody about him is they've seen a hundred miles an hour before they've seen nasty sliders, but they haven't seen somebody who commands them and throws as many strikes with them puts as, it where he wants. as DeGrom. And so that's kind of what's, what separates him. That's what makes him special is right. that he is always around the strike zone. And, and, you know, so <clears throat> hitters, hitters have to choose. Am I going to wait for the fastball? Am I going to try to sell out on the slider? And they both, you know, they look the same, and then all of a sudden, boop, slider, and you're and you're done. So it's uh, it's a ninety three mile an hour slider. Right. I mean, it, it, but right. it's, it's just it's just you know, talk about all the changes the Rangers have made the last couple of years, and and again, Jacob Degrom has proven to be fragile in the last couple of years. But if he's healthy, yeah, but they weren't fragile like he didn't feel good and it was stupid. I mean, he had the scapula well, injury. Yeah, I mean, he's been hurt. He got hurt. Right. Yeah. So, um. That's a concern going forward, and it's always going to be. But 
while he's while he's still on his two feet and not on the injured list, and hopefully he won't be, go out and watch it and just marvel in what amazing. it is because it's something the Rangers haven't had any. in any. Yeah. In most, in most fans' lifetimes, the Rangers haven't had Well, maybe not most, but in a lot of fans' lifetime, they haven't had any. It wasn't. And, and, when I, and when I referenced Nolan, Nolan would walk a guy, I think, because Nolan never had a perfect game. Right. And the reason Nolan ever had a perfect game, he first of all, he had no pitch count back then. He could just yeah. throw 300 pitches if he wanted to. But when he got going in a game, if he wasn't sure, he didn't feel right about somebody, he would nibble around the corners and not throw anything over the plate. And if he walked him, he walked him. Yeah. He didn't care. And then you just go after the next he one. Is, he is the major league leader, all-time leader in walks, yeah. in addition to strikeouts. And I think he did that kind of on purpose. Maybe, but but, but mean, there, is a, there is an art to pitching around, guys, sure. Absolutely. But DeGrom, right, I said it like DeGrom's only – Guy that got on base with the walk. No, it was yeah. a single. Yeah. But when someone gets on on DeGrom, you don't feel like, okay, oh, crud, are we getting something started here? What's yeah. They figured something out. Nope, somebody made a good hit. They got it. And he seems to even focus more after that yeah. and attack the next guy. And, man, he works quick. Good Lord, he works quick. Now, you were also there. He went. Jeff went all weekend. I went Friday night. I wasn't there uh, Saturday and Sunday. But uh, you got to see the uh, – the what was it three home runs two doubles i mean adolis garcia my wife yeah. was just she loves him she thinks yeah. that's her favorite yeah. he's 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 a specimen i mean he's you know you know it was I, great I, I, you know we, we've asked some minor leaguers who who would you want on your side in a street fight i'd you know i don't know why anybody would not answer adolis garcia you know he's a he was a wrestler in cuba for one and yeah. my, my dad always told me never mess with wrestlers yeah and they'll get you in some kind of like, hole sounds like he spoke from experience <clears throat> But then uh, he's just so ripped. He's so big. His arms are as big as my thighs. And uh, but anyway, he 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 hit three home runs. He had two cracks at 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 a four homer game. Kind of glad he didn't get it off the position player. Yeah. Then he would have been like, oh well, yeah. Does it really count? Like hell yeah, it counts. Yeah, exactly. But um um, you know, I I was at Josh Hamilton's four home run game, and that's still the most impressive thing I've seen. Um. You know, it wasn't just four homers. It was four homers and a one-hop double uh, off the wall. He hit He hit him. Uh, I think he hit one to left. He went to right, two to center. Yeah. Uh, all two-run homers. Elvis Andrews was on base every time. Uh, you know, there are only 18 four-home run games. There's 20, 23 perfect games, I believe, or what officially count as perfect games, like the Harvey Haddix game when he went into 12 – perfect and then lost it in the 13th that doesn't count as a perfect game but, right um it's uh, it's a rare feat it's it's incredibly hard to do you know the the first double he hit he hit the ball 107.5 miles an hour i mean it was just a sizzling line drive it's not like he was that his fourth at bat uh, well the, yeah fourth yeah. at bat fifth yeah. play appearance um anyway he he's he's having a he's the you know that game eight rbis put him into the mlb rbi lead uh, he he's he's very productive. Yes, he, he may not be hitting for a great average right now. I think it's around two fifty, but he's two fifty three. Last time the, I saw the, the damage he's doing is uh, is is pretty good, um, and that that kind of kind of leads us into what you know. This we're at, we're approaching the one month mark right on the on the season. Uh, it'll arrive this weekend. <clears throat> it'll be over by the time this hits the air, but. We've got a month's worth of, of, of baseball, Rangers baseball under our belts, and I think we've talked for sure about one of the highlights being DeGrom. Um, what have you liked? What have you liked about these Rangers so far? The, I think, I'll tell you what, DeGrom, as, as much as DeGrom 
you, you may look at that and go, that's the best signing of the offseason or, you know, any of the pitchers that they did or whatever they did. I think Bochi might be. The, yeah. the, 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 and, and no knock on Woodward, who I've defended till the my heart is blue, but Bruce Bochi has been, the way he has worked the bullpen has been great. I mean, you talk about knowing when to put who into what. I mean, you don't know who the closer is every night. Yeah. And whoever comes in, he knows what he's doing when he when he gets them in there. And that's why he felt good pulling DeGrom out. Mm. But I this is a team, as a fan, what have I liked the most? I like the fact they're sitting in first place right now. Yeah. Now, look, this season, they're going to go through a stretch where they lose seven out of ten. That's going to happen. Right. It goes happens to every team. Um, in doing that, they're one and one in one run games. They've, hey, only, had, they've only had two one run games. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm the official counter of that. I'm going to keep up with that as the year goes on. But I, I, as a fan, you, you can't sit here. Even the loss, I tell you what I liked. Another thing, you go out and you have a bad loss on Friday night. You go out, you get up four to nothing. You shouldn't have lost that game. Uh, Evaldi was never, I mean, uh, John Gray. John Gray was never good that night. He, he, he admitted it. And what a great response he had after the yeah. game in doing that. You end up a tough loss like that. And you know what good teams do? They come back the next day and they kick the shit out of somebody. Yeah. And they beat the living crap out of them, 18 yeah. to three. Right. They just took it to them like, you know what? Don't get your big head over here. Yeah. We're the better team right now. That's what good teams too and they took it into the weekend and just basically controlled the rest of the weekend yeah you know um but any big league team can beat anybody that's true the kansas city royals can beat the tampa bay Rays. the royals beat the rangers so you know it, <laughs> yeah it, it happens um it's baseball all right things i like and I'm, I'm gonna go a little more uh i guess more be more focused more individualized although i will say it's very good that none of the the, the starters who opened the season are on the injured list. That's, 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 that's a, a big check mark. That's a good one. <laughs> Pitching health check. Yes. Um, Dane Dunning and Cole Reagans. Wow. Uh, you know, they were great in spring training, but as starters. Right. You know, they did they did do some relief work. So it was, you know, it, it was kind of to keep them stretched out, but also to see what that might look like. Uh, they've been very good. They're They've handled the transition seamlessly. I wrote about it in the Sunday read at rangerstoday.com. Uh, $5.99 a month, $35 for six months, $60 for a year. Um, you need to subscribe. I mean, this team's good. Um, this isn't like the last couple of years. Go and subscribe and, and keep up with, with the Rangers, with us, because we're cheaper than anybody. Yep. Cheaper than anybody. And we cover it from top to bottom. It's top daily, bottom. and it goes uh, – this podcast goes year-round. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's maybe two weeks, three out of the year that maybe we don't do right. it, and that's because we do have families and we do vacations. Right. But uh, this this goes every week, and a lot of them will shut down for the winter. Yeah. One of my favorites are good friends of ours that do another podcast, but they don't really go during the winter at all yeah. on Diamond Pod and all of those, and that's fine. I mean, they've got yeah. they do that, but we go. We want to cover. There's, there's news yeah. every week to do yeah. it. Uh, okay, so we like we like the health. We like the, the two long guys, quote-unquote. Uh, Josh Young has been very, very good. Yes. You know, after what right he now did, he's rookie of the year. After what he did last year, um, you 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 saw him come up and chase a lot and hit two hundred and and now he's he's not doing that. He's probably still striking out more than he'd like. Uh, but it's been very good offense, very solid defense. Uh, I think that that needs to be mentioned. Uh, I like Jonah Heim. Jonah Himes been very very good. Uh, he's he's hit a lot of balls far. He's just missed a lot of balls. Uh, his average is up over three hundred uh, going into the game Sunday, and it might have finished above five uh, three hundred. 
So, so that's very good. And then uh, I'll give you another one. Uh, Marcus Simeon, oh. uh, who who started off so poorly last year. Oh my year. gosh! Yes, you know, was hitting under two hundred for basically most of the first two months. Didn't hit his first home run until May twenty eighth. Well, he's taking care of that. I think he has four now. He's batting like four thirty something over the last seven to ten days, somewhere in that that uh, time frame. It's it's very good, and and you put them all together with Adolis and Nate Lowe, who had a nice hitting streak, shaved his mustache to get out of a little funk. <laughs> but uh, and they're doing this without Corey Seager, right? And um, you know, I talked to Corey after the game Sunday. Uh, he has he was only throwing. You know, that's all he's been doing. He didn't know a timeline. He didn't know when he would start swinging a bat. Soft start, tissue, man. Start running. Uh, so maybe, maybe the maybe the four weeks was was uh, uh, a little bit. Uh, you know, that's the short Premature. end of it. Yeah. Short end of it. It may be. It may be a little bit longer. But um, and they're doing it with Mitch Garver, who is doing it, doing everything. He is doing everything. And yet he also doesn't know a timeline either, but he said he doesn't have any pain in his knee. He's squatting, he's throwing, he's hitting. So uh, I, and it may be that he gets back before uh, Corey does, but you never know. But anyway, this team is, is in first place, like you mentioned. They're beating good teams, they're beating bad teams. Uh, they have a test coming up. You know, They have a, a tough stretch with this, this four-game Yankees series. Two against the Diamondbacks who are in first place, and then they go on a long West Coast road trip. So... Things are going to start to get a little hairy for them. But uh, right now, you really got to like the Texas Rangers, you know, and then you, you will get into this in a little bit. But, you know, their farm system's been doing very good. Yeah. Round Rock's awesome. Cody Bradford, our guest, has been one of the best pitchers in the minor leagues. Right. Um, so there's there's depth in addition to success on the big league level. So you're really – and it's only April. There's, shit, 140, 135 games left to go. Yeah. Lots, lots can happen, and it, it it does happen in baseball. You know, it does happen in baseball. But uh, right now, it's very clear that the pieces are in place for the Rangers to be good for an for an extended stretch. Yeah, this is this is the Rangers coming out of a lull from the rebuild. And when we talked last week with uh, with Josh Need, who said that the Reds who the Rangers are playing tonight, which when you see this, it'll be over. He said the Reds are kind of in that spot where their farm system's just really good right now, yeah. and and they're you're anxious to see kind of the kids get up yeah. here and start as they start to turn that corner and get to where they are. The Rangers have gone through the lull. They went through the rebuild. Nobody says now we're in the back end of the rebuild. They yeah. say we are we are not rebuilding anymore. Yeah. We are playing to win. Yeah. And they have, they have touted that over and over. Right. That we want to, we expect to win now, and they came out of the barrel doing that. Now, got to hold it all year long. The other teams in the West are good. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the other teams in baseball are good. Look, the Rangers may end up in fourth place. Yeah, but they're good, but they're so they're just so much better than last year. But and they're not going to sit around and make excuses if you're not performing and you're not if you're not holding up to help them win. Yeah. I really think this year. You, your look will be over and you'll go to another yeah, place sure. and they'll try to get the sure. person in here that's going to help out. Yeah. yeah, and then to your point about the farm system, I mean, all of this is pretty much bought and paid for through free agency, or a lot of it is. Right. But um, but your depth. Next, next year is when you're going to have to see some starters slide in. Yep. And, uh, you know, you know, who knows? It may be, be Dunning or Reagans. It may be our buddy Cody Bradford. It may right. be Cole Wynn, who pitched well Sunday. Yeah, he did uh, pitch you know, very well. Kamar Rocker, you know, had who's to, been great. You know, he gave up three runs in his last start in the first inning, and then didn't give up anything else. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that's that's there's just a, 
and I, I said this in our, our last show the other day, it's just so weird for us to be talking about all this positive stuff, you know? <laughs> we you were know? scrambling there for a while a couple of years yeah. ago when we were doing this. I mean, and there's some things that you can be worried about. You can be worried about, uh, the, you know, there's not a ton of production in left field. Robbie Grossman swung it pretty well over the weekend, but that's that's not settled. It looks like Eliotti Tavares is coming in. Uh, starting to get starting, starting, to, he's get starting to catch up, caught up and um you know you you hope that that works out but that's not settled um you know there's there is the Seeger injury you know that, that you, you gotta you gotta be a little bit concerned about uh you you, you probably go to trip to double a and some people are worried about jack Leiter, who had another rough start sunday with walking five and two and a third innings so uh it's not it's not you know you look at the triple a lineup there's some guys who should not be hitting below 200 who are hitting below 200 same thing at double a but right it's it's still early for them too so uh you got to be patient on that end but and your top prospect is performing like your top prospect right yeah so that's a positive yeah yeah absolutely but, but as i wrote last week and brought down the farm at ranger city out of comp for 599 uh, <laughs> 60 month, dollars a year $35 a year for six months evan carter doesn't need me in the major leagues right now or probably not this season but yeah. anyway we're going to argue about that. You know, he doesn't need to be here right now. I agree with that too, but I think that kid's coming here this year. But with that, we got all season to talk about that. Let's get Cody in here yeah. and talk to him before we go down in the bus leagues. Cody Bradford coming next, brought to us by the Frisco Rough Riders. We'll be back right after this. Joining us right now from Round Rock, Texas, where the Round Rock Express just came off the road is Texas Rangers left-handed pitcher Cody Bradford. This one's brought to you by the Frisco Rough Riders, who who always sponsor our guests. Cody, what's going on, bud? Man, not much. How are you guys? Jeff and John, thanks for having me on for a second time now. You're welcome. Former former Frisco Rough Rider. Player. Former Frisco Rough Rider. That's, right. That's now, right. Now chilling in Round Rock. Hey, don't worry. Round Rock has got some stuff working with us, too. We're going to be doing some stuff with them also. But, of course, by that time, you may be in the big leagues. Who knows? We may get there, and he'll just keep jumping ahead of us. Yeah, if you, if you keep, if you keep uh, pitching like this, it's going to be hard to keep you down. What, what, what is working? I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome. Well, I got to say, the defense has played really well behind me. I got to give credit to those guys. Um, this past Humble. week in Sacramento, Clint Frazier was playing left field. Um, the game I was pitching, and Jumped up over the wall, I think, in the fourth or fifth inning and, and acted like, I mean, robbed the home run, came back down, but made no signal that he caught it or anything. And so the Sacramento <laughs> fans are going crazy. The guy who hit it's just trotting around the bases. And then Clint rolled nonchalantly, pulls the ball out and throws it in. <laughs> and then we all go crazy. And then their guy just kind of like, Slaps his helmet, like, what's going on? So, <laughs> had they set off any fireworks or, or played any like that, the, that's natural the music? Hadn't, I, I think the music might have been going, but they didn't have any fireworks or anything like that. All right. Well, funny. Okay. But it's not all, it's not all your defense. I mean, although when you're going good, you want to put, get the ball uh, put in play. Um, sure. What would you say is your contribution to this success? Yeah. yeah let's um, be non humble for just a second and tell us what you're doing that's working. I think um, something that's, that's 
differentiated this year from last year that has led to success has been the addition of a cutter. Um, I know I played around with it a little bit at the end of last year in Frisco, um, but the Rangers pitching department kind of helped me find the right characteristics for that pitch this off season and, and really narrow down what they wanted out of it and what they think would play the best. And it's been a go-to ground ball pitch and it's been a pitch that's really I wouldn't, it's definitely not taking over the, the changeup, but it's definitely taken over the third spot um, in, in the pitch repertoire and it, in usage. Um, but yeah, that's really been the big, the big key for this year. Yeah. yeah last year, you, you finished really well. You didn't really necessarily yeah, have sure. a great first part of the season, but you, you finished really well. Um, and then, then you go to big league spring training, get to work with the Maddoxes, get to work with a lot of guys. There's got to be some confidence backing you up there too. Yeah, I think, I mean, the momentum off of last year, um, like you said, um, Jeff, like finishing the year strong, definitely led into confidence going into my first big league camp, which was exciting, thrilling. Um, it was everything I, I could have hoped for. And, you know, I got to to be a part of that for about two weeks, um, hang out with the big leaguers, ask them questions, got to meet, Mike and Greg and, and pick Greg's brain a lot. And I, I would agree with that, you know, getting to be a part of big league camp gave me confidence going into this year. That's um, just made it easier to go out and have fun instead of putting so much expectations and stress on every outing. It's just enjoying the game. I've, I've known the Maddoxes since uh, 2009, since Mike first came to the Rangers. Um, I, I know how Mike is. I know a little bit about Greg but they just like talking pitching and, and, you know, and, and I know Greg was there and everybody kind of thinks, Oh, he's just Mike's brother, but he was, he was getting in there. I mean, he was, he was digging in. What, what, what is it like to talk pitching with a, a hall of fame, hall of fame pitcher? Tell you what, Greg was, yeah, like you said, he was really active this spring training um, in bullpen sessions and with PFPs and just all around the field, um, which was an honor to, to, have him as part of the team this spring um he makes pitching sound super easy when it's just not <laughs> and i mean what can you expect a guy a hall of famer like that like yeah not saying the game came easier to him but he's able to explain it in a way that's just in layman's terms it's like well you know you got um a three two count what are you gonna throw that's easy throw a strike it's yeah. not throw a change up throw a slider throw a fat no throw a strike they're your most strikeable pitch. And I think he was he was standing in on one of my bullpens and I was struggling with my change up a little bit and said something like, Hey man, just what are you thinking about finishing right now? And I said, Well, I'm kind of thinking about you know on the inside and on top of the ball and out front. And he's like, No, no, no. Just take your hand, take it to your opposite knee. Just throw the ball and take your hand to your opposite knee. Just as easy as that. Next pitch, perfect change up down the way. <laughs> <laughs> the guy he just knows baseball inside now. He knows pitch. You know, inside now. Well, one thing that um, was said back when he the first the first go around was somebody told me that Greg Maddox could have any job in baseball he wanted because he's so so smart. He could be a GM. He could do whatever he wanted because he just understands the game. Of course, he a lot of guys who have his level of success don't want to do that. You know, they want to just stay in the game on the periphery. Plus, he had two kids who were in high school and college at the time. And so it, ne- it never de- de- developed, but I mean, he could be, 
you know, Mike is, of course, is a great pitching coach. He, right. He could be a great pitching coach too. And yeah. um, you know, he was, he was actually at the ballpark Sunday, um, just in street clothes, hanging out. I don't know what he was doing, but he went on the field and talked to guys and um, really, I didn't realize he was in town. Yeah. Well, you should check, you should check out my Twitter feed a little more often, John. And uh, anyway, Sunday's church day, man. I was going, I was, <laughs> it was a busy day. Well, the ballpark has been my cathedral <laughs> for the last 16 years. I know, <laughs> I know. Right, so, and, and Round Rock, you're having success, but the team's having a ton of success. Yeah, they're doing good. A very good team. Uh, the bats are, have started to come alive. What, what's the vibe like down there? Winning is a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, the vibe's great. I think, um, I mean, pitching has been solid. Uh, a lot of the other guys have been have been throwing the ball well. The bullpen has been phenomenal. I mean, lights out almost every time they get the opportunity. And like you said, like you guys said, the bats have been coming alive and we're just on a roll and trying to keep it going. I mean, that's a lot of talent. Yeah, it is. Triple A. I mean, you, obviously you were with it last year, double A. You moved up with a lot of it this year. Is there, is it, there's kind of like a continuity or are you, you guys, how well do you guys know each other? And, and you know, do you know what they're going to order for dinner or things like that? But we're going to get into that. <laughs> but what, but it just what's what's that like to be at the same group a couple of years in a row it's like you're on a different team but you're on the same team definitely the position players it feels like the same team you know the infields young you got davis Wenzel at third um jo at short foscu at second and then Krim working in at first and jp in the outfield sandro fabian in the outfield um so all those guys who, who i've played with before and um either in 2021 in Frisco or last year. And it's nice to have familiar faces behind you when you're playing for sure. Yeah. Um, it's also cool to get to learn from guys like Yoshi Susugo, who's, you know, an international guy. And I think he played with the pirates last year and he's got some big league time. And then even when Sandy Leone was down here the first two weeks, Oh my gosh, like what a catcher. He was calling yes. pitches that I would have never called in that sequence. And after the first game, I think I actually shook him off twice um opening day or the uh, my first outing and one of them got hit for a single and the other one was just a non-competitive pitch and then after that i was like all right i'm not shaking sandy off and then <laughs> arguably my best one in sugarland where we went six innings with one hit and yeah sandy was just phenomenal so learning a lot for sure but it's it's nice to have those familiar faces around you as well all right uh who are you your wife is with you, I'm assuming. Yes, sir. You guys aren't commuting from Waco, I'm assuming. We are not. <laughs> but do you do you still have a roommate, or are you like last year? There seemed like there's a cluster of married couples. Are you guys still clustering? Yeah, we're we are. Uh, my wife and my wife Maddie and I are rooming with Chase and his wife Claire, Chase Lee. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. We roomed with them in Frisco, uh, right, last year before he got called up, and then and then Kent. Uh, Zach Kent moved in and then he got called up. And so it's, I don't know, we seem to have good luck with whoever we're rooming with seems to get, get called up. So hopefully uh, that can stay true this year. And Chase gets an opportunity later this year. Yeah. Oh, hopefully you get an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, no okay. how, how, how closely, how closely do you watch the big league team? Uh, we watch a decent amount of, of the big league games. Um, mostly just, to learn stuff and how they're pitching guys, you know, what they're doing differently than we are. 
Do you do you look at Jacob Degrom and just throw it out and be like, all right, nobody can do that? <laughs> do, you, do you move on to the next guy? <laughs> he is pretty special. I mean, I think one day he's going to be in Greg Maddox's shoes, where somebody's going to ask him, "Hey, like Jacob, how did you attack right-handed hitters or left-handed hitters? What did you do different?" He's going to say, "Man, I just threw the ball by him. Like it's that easy." <laughs> <laughs> 101 miles an hour, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really think that in the first inning yesterday, his start Sunday, I think it was the second batter. It was kind of, kind of, it went like five pitches deep. Yeah. I think, I think he reached back. I really genuinely think that for a guy who's as smooth with his mechanics and has what he has, I really think he reached back and just was like tired of the guy, just popped 101 and yeah. blew it past him. And the guy had no chance. And I, you know, what a weapon, you know, to have 101. Cody, why aren't you throwing 101 miles an hour? I'll tell you, John, if I knew the answer, then. Man. Although, you know, velocity increase is possible. Your buddy Cole Reagans. What what, what have you thought about that? Yeah, I, I talked to Cole a lot this spring training. Uh, he worked out a lot at, or he did tread athletics, which is really up and coming in the, in the pitching world with, um, the biomechanics of pitching, pitch design. Um, but he did a remote learning or remote, I guess, workout session with them all off season and, and had a big jump in velo. I would say, I guess last year when he was in Frisco, um, I'm not quite sure what he was at the end of the year in the big leagues, but I know last year in Frisco when he was starting, he was probably 92 to 95. And then this spring he was, I mean, he touched 99 and it seemed like he was sitting 97, 98. Right. Yeah. I really think he just put in a lot of work in the weight room and with his mechanics, really trying to be as efficient as he can throwing the ball. Have you talked cutter with him? Because I have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That was something that, that he changed last year and had, had really good success with. Yes. Yeah. He started, I think he might've, I mean, when Martin Perez started throwing his cutter a lot last year, I think they kind of started, um, the Rangers pitching development kind of started having some other lefties in the order doing it. And I think Cole was one of the first ones to hop on board and really helped him. And so when I started learning it last year, um, I was texting him back and forth and being like, Hey, where, where are your hands on the ball? Like, show me your grip. You know, are you trying to, what location are you trying to do when you're first learning it? Are you just trying to throw it down the middle? Are you trying to throw a glove side? Uh, like what counts? And he, he helped me out a lot with that. Trying to just be, as consistent as I can to my glove side part of the plate with the cutter to start. So, yeah, the cutter seems it does seem like a pitch that's gaining popularity with the Rangers. And I think the split is also yeah for right-handers with with Evaldi is also kind of uh, gaining. But even uh, I think uh, Lucas Jacobson said he'd talked to Evaldi about throwing a split. You know, just something different, a different look, a, a, you know, a different way to move it, different speed. It's pretty genius what these guys can do and 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 you know you want to call it analytics or whatever it's just a change in science and you you still got to go out and execute the pitch well look major league hitters if you throw a ball 98 miles an hour straight down the middle and it doesn't move major league hitters can hit that 
Yeah. I mean, they can get the timing. It, it doesn't matter if you're throwing 90 or 98. If the ball does something or does, you know, in midair or does something or you fool them with where you release it or whatever, that's how these pitchers survive. They, they, it, it looks the same coming out of the hand, but it moves differently every time. It's yeah. not hitting it flush. Yeah, they're swing and miss, and that's great. But when you're not hitting it flush, like Cody said, your defense is there to make a play for you, yeah. and it really helps. Yeah, yeah. Those guys that work, that's what, yeah. that's what they're there for. They, a lot of Because big league hitters do something that I never could do. They put a barrel on the ball. That's what they're yeah. there <laughs> well, And it's pretty amazing how they, they do hit mistakes. I mean, you know, DeGrom through the, 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 the hanging slider to Langoliers, the first home run that, that Adolis Garcia hit uh, Saturday was from that Japanese pitcher who had been throwing 100 miles an hour and kid hang a, hung a splitter and he dropped it into the second deck. I mean, yeah. These hitters are good, so you got to have all you all you got. So more power to you, Cody. <laughs> yeah, I can. And also, we got to be remiss if we didn't mention Cody's backdrop there, the, the maroon bells well, in in Colorado near near Aspen, uh, Rabbit Ears Pass. Beautiful, beautiful scenery there. Uh, it really is something to. It's a sight to behold. So. Yes, uh, Jeff, we know you're from Colorado. As a Colorado you're native. <laughs> Although, you know, I, I do, you know, you see how beautiful that is. And I am now on the record with several people saying the most beautiful place I've ever been is Augusta National. <laughs> so I, I went there over, the, I went there a couple of weeks ago, Cody, for the Wednesday practice round, and it was fantastic. All I got was a stupid hat. <laughs> so whether you're a golf fan or not, when you retire 15, 20 years down the road, you got to go to Augusta. So anyway. That's 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 me on my soapbox for now. But uh, it's time for me to hand it over to John, like I did last time with you, and he's going to pepper you with a bunch of uh, hard hitting, hard hitting questions in there. So last time we kind of went over where you grew up and all of that, going to school. We talked a little about food. I'm going to get into some of your teammates now and have some fun with it. So you you've been playing with these guys, like you said, you moved up with a lot of these guys in the organization. Tell me. Uh, of the guys you played with the last couple of years, they don't have to be on the team now, too. They could be up or down or whatever. Who's the best dressed in that clubhouse or that you've been around? You can vote for yourself. It's definitely not me. <laughs> Maybe this year, who I've just met this year, probably Clint Frazier. Really? really? He, Clint Frazier. Clint Frazier, he has uh, well, he's been in the big leagues for for a little bit, but uh, he has an enormous shoe collection, and he's got <laughs> some drip game when it comes to his outfits and his shoes. Uh, rumor <laughs> has it he has over eight hundred pairs of of uh, of shoes to choose from. Good lord, that's like that's like a wife. It's worse than a wife. You know, hey, you know what? We're doing it real quick. We got to say hi to Cody's dad, who always, who your dad would always come up to me if I was at Frisco and say hi. He's a big listener of the show and all of that. But we got to say hi to Mr. Bradford because he is a big fan. All right, all there right. I forget while I think about it. Uh, hi, uh, on, uh, yeah, you can say hi to him too if you want. <laughs> on Clint Fraser, John Ornelas voted for Clint Fraser. Also, that's two. That's right. So Clint Fraser apparently he's got the he's got game apparently. Yeah, he's got some game in there. Who's the funniest guy? Who's the guy that keeps everybody in stitches and laughing? Matt Wally's probably the funniest guy. We've, We've heard, heard that, that before. before. Yeah. Yeah. He's got he's his his antics and just his um, his charisma. It's it's pretty entertaining. You know, I'm finding this next question disappointing because it doesn't sound like it's done as much. But 
Hey, who's the prankster? Does anybody pull pranks anymore? I'm used to hear all these funny stories in the old days. Is there a prankster? You know, I don't know. I can't speak for the bullpen. You know, maybe they're doing something down there that I don't know about. But there's not a whole lot that goes on in the dugout nowadays. I'm trying to think. Last year, we would do uh, do our fair share of pranks every now and then in, in Frisco. But so far in AAA, it seems to be we're down to business. So, What's the best prank you've seen? Do what? What's the best prank you've seen? You said there was some last year, but then Frisco last year in the stadium, in the dugout itself, the, I guess if you guys have been in the dugout, they're they're a little older. um, They're real deep in the ground. So they built up this just wooden platform that guys kind of go stand on, on the rail. And uh, some of the netting at the bottom was coming loose. And so we unraveled some of it last year where we had about, I don't know, four foot, five foot span of just string that's attached to the, to the railing um, that we could do something with. And so we, a couple of us got the idea that whoever's standing up there, who wasn't in the game that day, whether it was a position player or a pitcher, uh, we would kind of reach that string around and tie it on their shoelace. And then when they try and go hop down and go get a, I don't know, drink a water or high five somebody like their shoes stuck to the fence and they didn't even realize it. So that's, that's probably as best as the best thing we did last year. That's pretty good though. That is good. Got, I, I mean, you can ask you can ask Jack. Um, <laughs> we got him a couple times. I'm sure he got a couple people with it, but yeah, it was pretty funny. That's good. I like uh, that one. Like okay, that one. so another good one is is the 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 back alley fight. If, you know, somebody throws down. Who do you want standing with you? If you if it's gonna, I mean, you're like me. You're a lover, not a fighter. But let's say it's gonna go down. You can't get out of it. Who's the guy that you want standing with you in that in that situation? Uh, probably. Elio Hernandez, he's he's a big mm-hmm. dude. He is Ooh, big. He he's, is he's, big. He's, he's a big sneaky dude. Big. Yeah. Him or uh, maybe he may not look the part just because of his height, but Fernie Ozuna is a bulldog, and that dude is ripped. And I bet he could. <laughs> I, I bet he could take anybody. Is it, is it, did he, does he still have his head shaved? He does. Yeah, that 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 adds some fear factor right there absolutely yeah a guy like that who's little that's what i always lived by when i was little i was really little that's how i would try to get out of fights i would say look if you probably can kick my rear end and that's fine but if i win you got to explain to people how i won (laughs) so you might have to think about that and you're gonna have to kill me because i'm gonna go crazy i don't want to do this (laughs) but ozuna looks the part though i was not intimidating he sounds like i I talked to a couple people about him i didn't speak with him because he was late to camp and we just we just kept missing each other, but he sounds like a very interesting guy. Like he's into architecture and, and, you know, just apparently he, and maybe you can uh, relate to this cause you're, you're kind of, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the right word is. You, you're, you, you have other interests. Yeah. Have you, have you found that to be true about him that he's really got to, you got to peel back the onion on, on him. Mm-hmm. Bernie is definitely to himself. Um, I, I say to himself more to himself. You got to approach him to have a conversation, but he is one of the most genuine human beings that I've met in pro ball yet. And second to none, like he's, he's one of, one of the best teammates I've ever had. So, um, and he does, he, he has interest. He's big into formula one racing. So he'll watch like all the formula ones. He, he has his iPad that he brings to the field. He'll watch all formula one races, Every week, 
big into cars and auto, um, also architecture. Interesting. He's an interesting guy. You should go to the F1 race in Austin, or is it moving? I don't know. Is there one coming? They've had one the last few years. Okay. Down, down there. There is one in Austin. There's one in Austin this year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you what. I, I you know, I, I, I got into NASCAR because I was work, used to work for a company that sponsored NASCAR. You can say the company. Yeah. Interstate Batteries. There you go. That's, that's who I worked for. And they had a car. And so I, I, I got into it. Now, I, I tried to stay into it afterwards, but it's really a, a lot of guys taking left turns. Yeah. It's really all it is really fast. I mean, it's cool to, to meet the drivers. I mean, I couldn't do it. I couldn't go 200 miles an hour and talk on a radio the way they do when they're just like, yeah, the left rear feels like I'm losing some air back there or something. Yeah. I would be screaming at 200 miles an hour. <laughs> That's how most of us live. Um, let me ask you this. Is there anything you, you and your wife are binge watching right now? Anything that, uh, you, you know, that you, that you guys are watching? Uh, we've been watching Ted Lasso. Okay. That's pretty, pretty good. Now. I've only watched the first episode of this year, so don't ruin anything for me. But <laughs> how deep are, how deep into it are you? We're on the current up to date season. So season three, I think now I think it's season three that's out. Yeah, I, I that's a that's a that's a darn good show. Yeah, it is. It's funny. The the, the premise is pretty funny. It was pretty interesting how well, they I, did. And I love Roy Kent. Yeah, he, he's, he's just his meanness and, and <laughs> unfiltered cussing. It's fantastic. <laughs> Any, what about so this year you're flying more? It's, I mean, but it, usually on a flight or bus ride, is there something you do when you're on the on the trip that that you, are you streaming something, watching something, or playing cards? What are you doing on a team flight or bus? Uh, we do. We have uh, some of the guys have a card game on the phone that we play uh, with each other. So it's friendly competition goes a long ways. That's that's fun and passes time. And then I usually there's nothing in particular. I'll, I'll usually read a book or um, watch YouTube videos or download something on Netflix. Yeah. What's the best book you've ever read? Oh gosh. Besides the Bible, <laughs> that's always the easy one for us believers. You gotta say, gotta go beyond that. I read a book, the most, one of the most recent books I've read was called, I'm trying to remember what it was called, actually. I can't even remember. <laughs> um, that tells you how much I, I guess I liked it. But no, it was a really yep. good book. It was about um, geopolitics, which may not sound okay. interesting to some people, but I, I think on the first episode, one of the fun facts I said about myself is I'm really a big geography buff. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. the book just broke down. Um, kind of how the world's boundaries and borders are how they like how they came to be and um that was a really good book that would be interesting that is pretty interesting. kind of see how the lines were drawn between everything that that would be interesting well, I, i'd really be interested in knowing how haiti and the dominican republic got separated or and and why there's a haiti it was a badminton game i know <laughs> I mean, all about it i mean it, i think it, it's, it's really it is France and Spain both claimed part of the same island, had a draw line on it. There you go. I mean, it, 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 it just, it's just, it's unbelievable that, I mean, it's not like the Dominican Republic is a flourishing right. country. Right. But it, you know, it's okay. It's, it, you know, it's like any place that has its good parts and its bad parts. More, right. more third world people living in shacks and stuff. But I mean, Haiti is just really got the, Short end of the stick on yeah. the, on, on Dominicana there. They are they really got the Haitians. It's just yeah. bad. Yeah. All right, we'll uh, we'll get one more or two more out of here before before we get you going. Hey, hey, um, I don't know if you did it for AAA this year because uh, you were spending a lot of time last year. You've probably been to all of them. What's the best 
away stadium that you all play at that you, you you think it's fascinating or the city's good or whatever? What's a good away place? For AAA or AA or just any? Any for, of them. Any, any of them, yeah. You've been everywhere. Uh, for, I guess, sing, uh, high A, uh, my favorite was uh, probably Greenville, South Carolina. We've heard, uh, we've heard that. Cool stadium, had the, the green monster. I think it's the Red Sox orgs. They have the green monster kind of left field. Um, great crowds every night. Double A, definitely Wichita. Um, really? Again, I think the stadium was built to be a triple A stadium. So the yeah, locker yeah. room, the weight room, everything just feels big. It's really nice. It's really new. Huge dugout. Probably the yeah. biggest dugout in pro ball that I've been to yet. And then <laughs> in triple A, I've only been to three stadiums so far. Sacramento, yeah. Round Rock, and Sugar Land. So uh, I'll have to wait till the end of the year to, to tell you my favorite. All right. We'll, we'll find you and we'll figure it out. Yeah, I've been to, I've been to, I've been to, I've been to uh, Sugarland. It seemed, yeah, okay. it seemed okay. They used to be an independent park, right? And then they, they ended yeah. up taking over for, right. for Houston, the Astro Bottom. Yeah. Other guy, what? Say Vegas is their favorite state by far. Vegas? It's pretty new too. Yeah, it is. That may end up becoming a major league stadium here. Well, they're building something, aren't they? Yeah, but they, I don't know. The lease is up after next year. I mean, staying around Oakland, what are you going to do? Yeah, no kidding. You've ticked everybody I mean, off. The, 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 the Vegas stadium holds less than 10,000, but that's more you're going to draw in Oakland. All right. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Last one. Game day. You're pitching on 7.05, normal start, whatever. What is Cody Bradford's routine? What do you, you what time are you up? What do you, you getting breakfast? When do you get to the park? What do you do on, on, on when you're starting? I uh, usually wake up at an average time for the season. So usually around, probably around nine o'clock. Um, I like to sleep in around nine. Um, get up. Me and my wife have breakfast. It's usually just here at the apartment. Eggs, scrambled eggs, um, toast, oatmeal, fruit, nothing too fancy. And then I like to do a scouting report uh, as soon as the opposing uh, lineup comes out. So I usually take notes on the hitters throughout the week when, when we're watching and kind of doing some scouting, but then put together a full scouting report before the game that evening um, before I get to the field. And then head to the field, usually if it's a 7.05 game, usually about three hours before. So I'll get there about 4 o'clock and just hang out, grab some grub, whatever they had at lunch that day, and mm-hmm. just chill the field until game time. You know, it's pretty easy going. What time do you start like stretching and and uh, or if you get a little yeah usually uh, yeah usually like or something usually like an hour hour and a half before the game so probably okay. five thirty all right, right. then the you field hit the field and what thirty minutes 30 minutes prior, yeah. Prior? yeah I get to the field thirty minutes early to start throwing and warming up in the bullpen yep all right anything else before we get him out of here no but if you, if you want to read a book that's not geopolitical. Uh, you should read Lonesome Dove. You're you're a native Texan, and maybe you've already read it, but it's 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 almost 900 pages, but it's a classic, and it's the best book I've ever read. It it, it actually it kind of took me off of reading. It was so good. Like mm-hmm. ever since I, I was a big reader, McMurtry, you like McMurtry then? And huh? then I read that, and it was like I might be done. <laughs> I, I, there are a couple prequels that he wrote after it that I read. Yeah, but then after that, it's been very sporadic. So that's a good one. And it'll it'll kill a lot of times. So yeah, it'll take you some time to get through it. You're not going to get through it on a bus ride. <laughs> <laughs> take the whole year. 
<laughs> all right, that's Cody Bradford. Cody, hey, that's it. That's we'll get it. him that's out all. of here, man. Thanks for stopping down. I know you guys just got back off the road. Um, have a great week this week. Another good start. Keep things going the way it is, man. It's good to talk to you. Yeah. Well, thank y'all so much for having me on. All right, man. Cody Bradford. Thanks, Cody. When we come back, guys, we're going to go down in the bus league. Go Rough Riders and uh, Cody Bradford for joining us right now. It's time to go down on the bus leagues and talk about the minor league system. Yeah. Let me go down the records real quick. Guys, right. it hasn't changed too much from last Friday, but we'll go ahead and do it. Down East is low A. They're 6-8 uh, and eight overall, 3-7 and seven in their last 10, and they've lost two. Hickory Crawdads, they're the ones that are on the hot streak. They're 9-4 and four, uh, overall, 7-3 and three in their last 10, and they've won five in a row. Uh, Frisco is eight and seven, another winning record right there, six and four in their last 10, and they've won one. And you got Round Rock Express, they're 13 and seven, seven and three in their last 10, and they won their last ball game. Um, go down to Down East. Uh, there, there's not too much else unless something happened over the weekend from, from down there. Uh, I mean, you know, they, they, they needed, the, they got, they got a lift from, uh, Yosey Galan, the very interesting story. The Grand Slam. Yeah. You know, walk, walk off, big, big home run for him. Yeah. Um, you know, he's was kinda, it a grand slam or was it just? I'm not sure. He's kind of getting lost in the mix. Um, you know, he he strikes out a ton, tremendous raw power, but he's also there with uh, Morobel and and Gutierrez, and uh, they're going to get their time in the outfield. They're little, they're they're just better prospects. So, right. but but good for him. And you know, you're going to see you're going to see guys start to pick it up as they get you know their at bats and whatever. Cam Colley. Right. Fully expect him to to be a better better hitter than he's been so far. Right on the pitching side, uh, again, you know Brock Porter's the guy to watch down there. But uh, a lot of guys who have been, you know, they have like ten or twelve starters. <laughs> so right. The, right now, there's a lot of piggybacking, keeping guys short uh, in starts, like Dylan McLean, uh, fourth rounder in 2020. Yeah, to that, that. He's 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 been working in relief, and uh, anyway, again. As we keep saying with the, the, that level, it's a roller coaster, and there's going to be some highs and there's going to be some lows. And right now, um, there's some lows, but they're, they're the they're, only losing fine. team in the system. But they're the babies also, and they're going to a lot of talent. Yeah, they're very young. Yeah, very, very, very young in players. Speaking of very very young, when is the the ACL and DSL? Do they both start around the same time? Uh, yeah, roughly. Yeah, is that the June? Is well, uh, it starts in yeah, it starts in June. It's going before the draft. If they want to get draft drafted players in there. Uh, I I think they end around the same time, so you know, not not full seasons. Obviously, they right. keep, they keep the keep the season. They don't have short, short season anymore. They right. used to have short right, season. Right, right. Now they go to the complexes. Yeah. Um, Hickory Crawdads um, again. Rocker gave up three in the first inning, um, right, and then ended up how many Just straight dominating. Ended up with eight strikeouts, two walks. Yeah, um, you know he's yeah, you know, and, and I had written. Uh, and I think we said it. He's 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 gonna have a, a rough one. And yeah. That, but if three runs in the first is is his rough one, all right. Yeah. You know, let's go. Uh. Uh. But that 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 team can pitch. Well, he's facing batters that are far better than SEC players. I mean, yeah. that's what he's yeah. starting to run into, even in high A. 
Sure. Uh, even in high uh, that, that team can pitch. Um, you know, we, I think we sold their lineup short in our last podcast. Uh, Max Acosta is, is doing really, really well. You know, the, the prize of the 2019 international signing class back when it was in July, you know, and, and, um, he's, he's been really good. You know, he kind of, you know, that, that, uh, what 2021 season, he had thoracic outlet syndrome, right. Didn't get to finish in the ACL. He went to, went to low A last year. Had his had his moments. Ended up having a decent year this year. He's gotten off to a really really good start. So good for good for him. And then uh, another guy we need to look at. And this is pretty. This is another interesting guy. Is, is Josh Hatcher, uh, first baseman. He was the tenth round pick last year from a Kennesaw State, which I'm assuming is in Georgia. Yeah, that's, uh, that's where. <laughs> but he had trans. He was a grad transfer or a a fourth year transfer from Mississippi State. So he won a national title at Mississippi State. He probably he knows Justin Foscue. Right. The Rangers have had some good success with Mississippi State first baseman and Mitch, right. Mitch Moreland and Nate Lowe. So um, Rafael Palmero. Right, yeah, exactly. Rafael Palmero. <laughs> so you know uh, Will Clark. God dang it! Yeah. So I was just thinking recently, but you're right. Um, so he he's had a nice stretch here. He hits for power. Hits for average. I mean, he's he's a polished college hitter. Uh, he did well last year. Um, he's, he, you know, he he played in the complex league, and then went to went to low A. Now he's now he's in high A, and um, you know, first base. The Rangers don't have a ton of depth. No, they and, don't. And you know, we've talked about it. Our buddy Blaine Krim, um, and that's it. You know, and right. and and I would I would now unless put, someone makes a position, I would change. now put Josh Hatcher into that that position. And you know, and Dustin Harris is playing some first base, so right. I think that kind of speaks to. Or the Rangers might have some concerns about first base, but um, you know, I, I know Cody mentioned Yossi Tasugo, who seems like a good guy. Had a fun little moment with a, a, a walk-off single uh, a couple weeks ago or ten days ago. Um, he's really—I know he's not a prospect. He, he comes from, came from Japan. Had a had a really was a star in Japan. You know, had a 38 homer season. I had think. a big following in uh, spring training. Yeah, um, of media, the, of media, the, the Japanese media. Um, you know, do you want? He he just it just hasn't translated to the major leagues. You look at his triple A numbers, you're like, this is a pretty good player. Yeah, uh, but he just, it just hasn't translated. So I don't know. You Does know, he have an opt out? I'm uh, I would assume so. You know, the, the the Japanese reporters were talking about after he was assigned to minor league camp, they were saying that he was considering his options. Apparently he has just tons and tons of choices if he ever wants to go back to Japan. Sure. But he's yeah, apparently he wants to wants to play in the big wants list. to prove it. Yeah. And and um hasn't worked yet. That doesn't mean it's not gonna work. It may work for the Rangers, it may not. You never know. I mean it you know, it could be I don't want to compare him to Matt Carpenter because Matt Harper Carpenter's a three time all star, but you know, Matt Carpenter worked out his swing mechanics last year for round rock. Yep. He spent the first six weeks of the season there, uh, got an opportunity, opted out, became this you know, cult hero in, in Yankee Stadium with his mustache. He had to shave the beard, but he kept the mustache, got hurt, wasn't, wasn't the same after that, and really never got – broke his foot, never – he played in the postseason, but not like he just wasn't the same. And he's had some nice games for, for the Padres. It, yeah, it translated into him continuing his career. So maybe something happens for Yossi Tsugo, but – I see the one – is he the one that that hit the the ball that got robbed at at the ballpark when what's his name uh, went up over and made that tremendous? No, that was that was uh, G Man Choi. Choi, okay, all right. Yeah. I, I knew it was uh, uh, one of the 
one of the Pacific Rim guys that, that did that. Okay. Oh, we got some got some news here on the the email. Hang on a second. This will be old news by the time we uh, by the time we get to our thing. By the time this launches, the episode is out. But Adolis Garcia selected American League Player of the Week. All right. So shouldn't be a surprise. He batted four hundred with a fifteen hundred OPS. <laughs> um, he seemed like he had a game in there. That four was homers, good. two doubles, fourteen RBIs, and eight runs scored. So yeah, yeah. fourteen RBIs led all major league players. Absolutely good all for right. Adolis. It's good to bring that up in the minor league segment. <laughs> yeah. But that's when it broke. And hey, that's, yeah, that's when know. we're on it. Frisco Rough Riders. Uh, we already went over their record there. Um, the only thing, the the news coming out of there, which you you confirmed wasn't as bad as we thought, was the Evan Carter got hit by a pitch. I yep. happened to see that. Uh, he ended up leaving the game and leaving the stadium. Uh, came back for the second game. Didn't play. Then he didn't play over the weekend. Yeah. You called uh, uh, your buddy. Uh, Ross Fenster. Okay, so I didn't know if we could say the name, but. I, you just, have, I texted him, and, you know, he he didn't say it wasn't on the record, so shit, and yeah. here, here we go. But, yeah. Um, he said he's he good. Said, said, all good. All good. Just a little sore. So. Yeah, a little sore. There was no, they, they did an x-ray. Nothing was there. So they. That's what they said. Yeah, so something that affected. We knew that by the end of that night, so that was good, uh, especially when it's top prospect. They're going to Amarillo tonight. Oh, man. He's so, going gonna to want to be healthy for that. Yeah, he's they, 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 they all love hitting an Amarillo. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but um, uh, since, since we last spoke, and you know, we mentioned lighter earlier, um, had a you know another rough another rough one, but um, still not going to push any panic buttons yet. Nobody should. Somebody wrote a great article about him that I read. I forget who it was. It wasn't a, one of our our guys here that we know, but that, that said that watching him, they kept referring to the fact that his stuff is major league stuff if you watch it. If he if he can control any of it, all yeah. of it plays. Yeah. Uh but you know, when you're not getting behind that's what I've said over and over yeah. again. It sounded like yeah. they're you know, and yeah, he he was the second overall pick. I get it. He pitched one full season in college. Right. You know. Um last year was you could say last year was his second well, I mean last year was his first pro season, but he's pretty inexperienced. Yeah. And um you know, there's some things to work on. There's there's no doubt about it, and I think he admitted he admitted that when he was on right. our podcast during spring training. Uh, he would probably admit that right now if we were to call him up and say, "Hey, Jack, what's going on?" He'd say, "I got some things to work on. We're working on it." Right. Uh, he's a, he's a cerebral guy. He, it's more of a process for him. Whereas yeah. like Kumar Rocker just wants to go out and kill somebody. Jack wants to understand why he's it's being not successful and why he's not. Yeah. So what's working? What look, isn't? And why? There's is different it? ways to go about it. But keep in mind that he's super talented, has great stuff. Rangers don't need him right now. Right. <laughs> and, and you know, you, you can take your time. Everybody comes in. Everybody develops at their own pace. And um, we'll see. We'll, we'll check back, I'm sure, on Jack every week. But um, by, the end of, by the end of June, let's say, we may not be having this conversation. Yeah. But anyway, and Ryan Garcia pitched well, our, our buddy. Yeah, I think what was – I was trying to find the line on that. Do you he gave up one run in four innings. And um, – so that was good. That's what I was trying to figure yeah. out. I knew Ryan pitched, and yeah. and I didn't hear what he had done. It, it, I usually keep up with minor league stuff while I'm doing yeah. stuff around yeah. the house, and for some reason I'd forgotten to catch up on that. We go to Round Rock now to finish it out. Uh, they're playing well. Um, sure. And Cody, who we've just talked to. Yeah, he gave us a very thorough breakdown. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the bolt, he's right. I mean, the, the starting pitching has been pretty good, um, you know, with him, and, and Colwyn had a nice start uh, Sunday. Um but uh, you know they're giving Kyle Cody a shot in the rotation again. Um, that might be out of need. I, I, I haven't asked about that. Uh, but the bullpen's been very good, and you know the relievers. 
they they do have young guys like like Fernery Osuna and, and Chase Lee, but they have some guys at a major league time. Yeah, and, and and that's showing. And Joe Barlow keeps pitching, keeps pitching well. So I, you know, I I just think at some point Joe Barlow is going to be back. And yeah, and, and um, don't know who who it'll be for because you know it's not like there's anybody pitching like crap in the big leagues right now. Um, and, and 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 that, you know if if they were to say Ian Kennedy, well Ian Kennedy they really like the way he has helped these young guys like Dunning and and, and Reagan's figure things out. So. Um, yeah, but but Joe Joe's doing just fine. I yep. think he just needs to pick up that velocity a little bit more. Yeah, and you know I, I was talking with a couple of the guys, Travis and 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 uh, Chris Henderson down there. We got into talk about Double AA, A, Triple A, and the difference and all of that. Another reason why the Triple A team is doing well is they do have some of their prospects there. And if when you get into Double A AA and Triple A, I always try to describe the difference is when, when you've got a good prospect at Triple A, mm-hmm. it's because he's blocked. Yeah, that's he's blocked. When they come up young and they get to AAA, there's nowhere to go in the big leagues, and that's why they're playing at AAA. But your AA is usually where your more talented prospects get to, and usually they may spend a little time in AAA before yeah. coming up. But AAA is kind of where guys that are peripheral, those what they call them, what the four A guys, players, yeah. they, they go up and down and do that. But but when you have your prospects there, the only reason that Foscue's not up here is you don't have a place to play, right? Yeah. You look at some of these guys that are playing out in the field, um, uh, JP Martinez, who's just killing the ball right now. He wasn't a top prospect, any, but now he's kind of come back up again. He's doing well. These guys don't have anywhere to go right now because at the mm-hmm. big league level, they're playing well. But this is a talented team down there. And even yeah. the free eight, look at Tetsuko. Tetsugo. Tetsugo, who has all these opportunities in Japan. He's hanging around. That's a big league first baseman. There's nowhere to go right now at the big yeah. league level here so there I'm, I'm going to assume that he's probably going to opt out in his time when it's done and yeah. he, he'll get a big league job i we'll bet see. we'll see uh but um yeah you know i fossey you mentioned him he's he's turned it on here a yeah. little bit. i think he's up to three or four home runs so um and you know and we and then again i, I think we mentioned it last time aaron zavala um Is, you know when when he's healthy which should be in about three or four weeks uh probably three weeks um they may start him at Triple A. There are people who think that of all the Rangers outfield prospects, that he's the one who's going to help the major league team this year. Just, um, just such a good hitter, and um, we'll see. We'll, and and you know, there there is more of a need in a corner or right. left field. So anyway, he's got to do it, of course. Yep, but, he's got to he's got to perform when he gets there. He's going to be behind, so he may start off slow like anybody. He's got to yeah. get his ABs. He's probably starting ACL if they're playing. No, no I mean, they're not going to be he'll, playing. He'll play in sim games and. Um, yeah, I was know, about to say, there's no ACL to play in. It, right it, it won't, he won't, the pitching he'll see will be much better than what he's going to see in Arizona. But yeah. they'll, uh, but then again, there's some good guys down there right now. Yep. Rehabbing, uh, Ricky Venasco, he should be back maybe by the time this airs. So, yep. um, anyway, that's it. That's it. It's, it's more good, more good news. And the, the more, I know. Where are you going this week? I'm going to Charleston, South Carolina. I've been there. Watch Clemson play baseball there. All right, I've been there. I've only flown in and out of there. The um, the Rangers opened 2012, uh, or they didn't open it, but they played an exhibition game at Myrtle Beach. Yeah, maybe it was just one. But anyway, they played one, and um, I flew in, drove drove to Myrtle because there were no flights to Myrtle. Um, yeah, did the game or two? I don't remember. Uh, we went because you know they were they hadn't finalized the roster yet, so they ended up finalizing the roster there, and it was uh, 
the year that Mason Tobin made the bullpen. And also, uh, oh, man, God dang it. Why can't I think of his name? This is going to kill me. This is this is just absolutely going to kill me. <laughs> I'm going to have to look this up. Um, you you know, uh, reliever, right-hander, wore his hat crooked, had a raspy Cadero? voice. No. Um, what year? 2012. He he then went on to the Cubs. Um, I think he's still in the major leagues. Uh, Pedro Strope. Yeah. God dang it, Pedro Strope. I said Cordero, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. so Pedro Strope made the team. And um, I remember my flight was so early the next day, and I had to drive back to Charleston that by the time I got in the elevator, the players were just getting back from a night on the town in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> and, and, and Pedro had made the team, and I think Pedro had had a few celebratory pops. That's, but I always loved Pedro because of his voice. Yeah. Had his a raspy, one. yeah. And uh, anyway. Well, well, Charleston, South Carolina, I tell you, there was they used to. Now, I don't know if it's they're still there now, but they had a minor league team there. They were called the Capital City Bombers. Back when I went, they oh. were, they were uh, high A. I think they were South Atlantic League for the Mets back then. Uh, but Clemson was there too. And one week, I, I had something I'd never had before. I went to the Capital City Bombers game, had a beer, and boiled peanuts. I don't know oh, boiled peanuts. I've had boiled peanuts. They're yeah. amazing. Yeah, you like them. If yeah. you've never, did you not like them? I like them. Yeah, yeah they're, they're fantastic. If you've never had boiled peanuts, they're great. And then uh, uh, one of the best, Clemson played South Carolina. It was Clemson that played South Carolina in South Carolina, and it was like a 14 to 12 game. There were about eight, 18 home runs. Oh, I mean, wow. this is back using those drop 10 bats. Yeah. I mean, we're talking yeah. years ago. Anyway, we got to get out of here, guys. You're hitting the road this week. Thanks again for everybody that listens to this one. And until next time, we'll see you at the yard, guys.